0: Cheers, boys. Whoa. Cheers! All right, everybody, welcome to episode number three of Guy Talk Radio. Episode four already? It's episode four of Dang. Guy Talk Radio, my friend. Episode four it's of moving Guy along. Talk Radio. Yeah, it's moving, it's moving along. along. Man, what a blur. Life's a blur right now. Welcome to episode four of Guy Talk Radio. Uh, normally these sessions are called Whiskey Wednesdays, but for a couple different reasons. Today is a big swig kind of Wednesday. So Amen. shout out to Big Swig, or one of our latest yeah. sponsors. Uh, some nice, crisp and clean, high quality sparkling water based out of Austin, Texas here. So thank you guys so much for for your your support of our mission here at Guy Talk. Whereas you guys know, as the listeners know, our mission as a team here at Guy Talk is to to inspire other men Mm -hmm. to live a life of integrity, purpose, and strength. And we do that through multiple platforms, including this podcast here. And we are so thrilled before we get to introducing our, our esteemed guest here. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> just a regular guy, just a regular guy. Okay? One of the guys, uh, local
1: celebrity. That's right. Before we
0: get to, before we get to our guest, uh, I'm Grant Mosier. I'm the founder of the Guy Talk Company and just one of the guys here as well. Uh, I'm Joel, the CMO uh, here at Guy Talk. And our guest today is Zach or Zacharius on Instagram. Yes, sir. Zach, we see you all over Instagram, especially if you're in the Austin area. Everybody knows your name, everybody knows your face, and all the movements you're starting here. But for those of the, the listeners who don't know, or maybe maybe someone local who just doesn't know enough about you, yeah.
2: who is Zach? Ooh, that's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> that is a very tough question. Uh, honestly, I feel like I'm a, a simple guy, man, to be honest with you, um, and we'll, we'll get into it down the line, but uh, I went through a lot of darkness. I went through a long period of darkness in San Francisco. Um, I started off as basically an apprentice to a sports agent. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to jump into that career. Um, Found out that didn't work for me. Decided to get into restaurants and everything. Uh, Managed restaurants for many years, but uh, battled an addiction to drugs and alcohol. Not only that, uh, just, I guess, emotional infancy. Just not really knowing how to talk about my emotions and whatnot with people. So really now I'm, I'm on a mission to to shed light on that and, and have these sorts of conversations. So like when you, when you told me about this business, I was just like my vision coming to fruition, you know, it's just so awesome. And just the fact that you came to Austin and our lives cross paths is just like, wow. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's the main thing. That's what I'm about. I'm about positivity. I'm about inspiring others. I'm about promoting transparency um, and spreading love. Yeah. I love man. Love Keep it. It simple. Yeah,
0: I love it man. So, I think one of the coolest things is I met you through ATX Sprint Squad. Like the listeners are probably tired of hearing about <laughs> it, but that's like, how yeah, almost that all man, of us are. In ATX yeah, Sprint exactly. Squad. He's <laughs> make a comeback, but uh, we met and then uh, you know, we one of us reached out to the other and said, "Hey, let's get together and mm-hmm. do a little
2: one-on-one workout at LA Fitness
0: yeah. 2 months ago." Two
2: Yeah, I was, that's what I was telling you before. Yeah. Two two months ago. You were telling me about this idea, and it's amazing how much traction you guys have made in in this short two months. Like, I, I can't up. even believe it's <laughs> been two months. And we're in a podcast, like yeah. a professional yeah. podcast booth. Yeah. You know, mm.
1: we keep telling ourselves, like, it's like I, can't, I've only been on board a month, and we've yeah. only been like running after this hard for a month. And I'm like, I have to keep telling ourselves, it's only been a month. Yeah, we yeah. have these goals. It's like. Only yeah. a month. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is
0: crazy. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's a perfect segue into today's topic on the podcast. And if, if you guys are watching the video at home, uh, today's theme or topic is hashtag nah bigger. Mm-hmm. And that can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. But for us here at the Guy Talk Company, it's all about not putting a cap on your life's potential and your yeah. dreams and your goals and just saying nah bigger to whatever you have uh, in front of you. Whatever you think you can accomplish, mm-hmm. nah bigger, guys. Yeah. So with that, Zach, um, we're going to dive into a few questions here, kind of get to know who you are on a yeah. deeper level. Yeah. As we've said on other, other podcasts, we go scuba diving here. No okay. snorkeling. You know, okay. First, Let's first, go deep, first man. First response. No I'll small say, talk. Let's skip the no small, small talk. talk. Let's no. dive right into yep. it. Let's dive yeah. right into it. All right. So, so Zach- I mentioned earlier, we see a lot of you on Instagram, right? Yeah, And a couple of the big things you're doing right now is the flipping positivity and freestyle Friday. Yeah, so tell us a little about those movements and
2: what, what inspired you to to bring those about. Okay, so flipping positivity. Uh, a little over a year ago, I learned how to backflip as oh, nice. a, as a thirty two year old man. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something I never thought I'd be able to do. Yeah, the first time I tried to backflip, I fell on my face. I fell on my back, kicked myself in the face, <laughs> gave myself a black eye. So I kind of scratched that idea. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not in the cards for <laughs> right, me. Right. But then I saw somebody doing a backflip a few months later, and I decided, okay, yeah. I'm going to do this. You know, So through lots of trial and error, I fell on my face many times, finally figured it out. So what started Flipping Positivity, where I basically do a backflip, a flip of some kind every single day, and share it on Instagram. Uh, to inspire uh, to prove that you can take positive action every single day and also to hold myself accountable you know mm-hmm. to doing to taking some sort of positive action every single day so when inspired that there was a there was a, a violent crime that occurred in South Austin and uh, I got interviewed by a news reporter and I'm a super positive guy yeah. they're asking me these questions like trying to like ask these like Jabs of yep. get, trying to get me to, to fill their narrative of, yeah. of fear. And I'm, you know, sharing love and positivity as I do. Right. And uh, they still managed to cut what I said into a fear mongering na- uh, narrative. Yeah. So, you know, I looked I looked on the news the next day was just trying to find some positive news. You know, it's like everything that drives the news is fear driven. Um, so I was like, you know what? I want to challenge myself to do something for 365 days and to share something positive with the world. It's, it's something small, you know, um, just inside them, I I don't see. A a flip a small man. That's, <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a journey, you know, I, I don't, I think maybe a 22 year old Zach, it would have been a lot easier, but you know, at, at 32, now I'm 33. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been a challenge. Yeah. You know, it's, it's ups and downs. Um, but I'm on day three twenty three now, so I have about a month Dang. a month left till I Dang. get give my body a little bit of rest. Okay. And we'll see, we'll see what's next because I, I feel like I'm hooked yeah. on daily action. yeah, you know? love that. love that. Well one of the coolest
0: things about flipping positivity, and that's that's probably what caught my attention first about your Instagram was every day. It was a new flip, a selfie video of you doing front flip, back flip, mm-hmm. flip off the diving board. And I remember, you know, that was cool. And then after a while, I'm like, okay, this guy keeps doing flips. And then I remember this specifically, the certain days when you would write, you'd you'd take a little selfie video and say, guys, today was one of those days where I did not want to, my body didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do this mentally. I was having Mm self-doubt. Tell us about, like, those days, because on Instagram, things can look really rosy all the time. But I appreciate you don't share the other side of it.
2: So those were the things. So when I started Flipping Positivity... In my mind, this was my expectation. I thought I was going to be doing like 360 triple double backflips. <laughs> like I literally thought that I was going to be a gymnast yep. in a year, and that was not the trajectory it took. Um, the first moment happened right around six months. Yeah, I was starting to get really confident with my flips, and I tried to do. I was doing standing gainers, where you do a backflip and you land forward from where you start. Oh, yeah. and I was doing those. And I did one, and I knocked I landed on my face and knocked myself out. Oh wow! On camera? I hope on camera. Yeah, <laughs> know, you know, you know, <laughs> I shared it. You know, <laughs> I shared it. I, I, I like was laying there for a second. I got up and I was like, all right, I, I'm still gonna do this, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that changed the trajectory of my flips. So, in in my mind, now I flip backwards instead of up. So mm-hmm. my mind is trying to protect my body. And that's been hard because that's changed the way that I flip, and that Mm -hmm. is harder on my body, ironically, and I haven't been able to really shake that. But, um, yeah, it's it's the days where I don't want to do it, where I'm sick, when it's cold. Um, I was injured for three or four days, so I had to do backflips at Barton Springs when it was 40 degrees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But those were the moments where I feel like the most growth was made because it was just like I'm showing up. And I, I don't get... Shit, can we cuss on this? Oh yeah. Okay. go for it. Fuck I don't yeah, get can. shit. <laughs> I don't get shit for doing it, but it's it's the it's the it's the harnessing of the tool, it's the forging of the tools, it's mm-hmm. the mental fortitude yeah. that you get from showing up to doing something when you don't feel like it, when it's super cold and it sucks and nobody's out there. Those are the things that I didn't I didn't foresee that coming. It's just yeah. been a journey that I've had really no control over, and I've just been like, "All right, this is awesome." Yeah. But I really try to tie that into life. I feel like the journey of the daily flipping is an analogy to life. The challenges I face in it have been so analogous to life. So
1: yeah, I mean, even the just the the psychological aspect of the fact that you flipped and knocked yourself out, and the way that subconscious triggers just completely changed the trajectory of it for you is like yeah, that's that's the point of like. Like getting the guts to ever throw another Dude, one. Dude, there was yeah. a
2: point where I hurt my ankle and then I was I was even I couldn't even flip do a backflip on it. I had to switch to doing front flips because I was so scared. Yeah. I was so scared I couldn't even do it. So I had to like that's when I discovered a gymnastics coach coaching gym. I had to seek help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to seek assistance. Yeah. Um, like and I've been there before, you know. So yeah. Like, yep. I didn't used to ask for help. Yeah. And I'm not good at asking for help. Yeah. but oh, I, knew, circuit, yeah, right? I knew yeah <laughs> i knew like, when it happened i was like damn it i need help <laughs> <laughs> yep. that male ego doesn't never yeah, want this, this is yeah. not well because if i yeah i can't be falling on my face yeah. anymore yeah. yeah no
0: more <laughs> yeah good for you man yeah. well, and and to be honest like uh, your your daily accountability and 300 and how many days now 300 and 323 323 days yeah. i started seeing that every day and i was like when we started thinking about, okay, what do we do for the guy talk company to get more engagement? And we came up with our monthly challenges or 30 day challenges. It's always something new, but you were a huge inspiration behind those because I'm I'm like, man, like, yeah, I've never shared that with you before, but first it was uh, a hundred pushups a day. And now it's meet someone new every single day for the guys in the tribe who want to be a part of this. And 100 push-ups a day, I think, felt really good for a lot of guys because, yeah. like, oh, you're doing something masculine, and you can post it to, yeah. to Instagram. Yeah. And we intentionally started with that one because it's a little easier for guys to adopt. Yeah. This second round, this month here in July, we switched it to meet someone new every day, I love that get their too. name, That's and, such a, and, and, yeah, 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 get their name, shake their hand, and then share it, share about a little bit about the, the background of that interaction. It's so hard. To our group, it's, it's so hard, hard yeah. and we lost. <laughs> We lost probably 90% of the guys that were involved in this. This, they this just, month, they and just and straight they, up
2: said no. They yeah, do they, it? well, we
0: said we kind of was like an opt yourself in, like okay. double tap this thing, and, and we'll add to the new group. And you know, for for whatever reason, a lot of guys dropped off because it is difficult. Yeah. And I even we're on what day? Day eight. Day eight. It's freaking hard. Yeah. I, yeah I'm and, still
1: struggling. To be like, oh yeah, like I need to go, I
0: need to leave my apartment, and yes. be like actually remember to meet somebody. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's wild. But I think that's what it's all about. That's that's why you were such an inspiration because you pushed through the knocking mm-hmm. yourself out and you know, all these things. And that's just we're just scratching the surface on your story, man. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you
0: got that, you got we won't spend too much time on it, but Freestyle Fridays tell us real briefly about that.
2: So that was another one. You know, I try to I've really been trying to focus on that feeling of uncomfortability. Whenever I start to have that feeling, mm-hmm. that means I need to take some sort of action. Mm-hmm. So I used to like to freestyle back in the day and yeah. it was fun and I recorded a freestyle and I was about to post it and my ego started talking started yeah. saying "Nah, mm-hmm. it's not very good yeah and then I saw my buddy uh, Corey Lawson mm-hmm. he was rapping on his Instagram just being himself and I was like you know what fuck this like this is me yeah yep. this is me yep. you know um, so I posted it and every single Friday now I tried to inspire people to challenge themselves creatively um, yeah. To show themselves in in other yeah. ways other than rapping necessarily, I yeah. think some people might be intimidated. I'm not like an I'm amazing, I'm, I'm not an amazing rapper. Yeah. I put a few bars together. You got uh, you got flow, man. How do you do. I mean sometimes, <laughs> but that's why I've been trying to do other things like dancing. I hate dancing. I'm, or I don't hate dancing, but I've always been scared to dance. Yeah. You know, yeah. in public and just show myself. Uh, writing. I plan on doing drawing, but just getting more comfortable at yeah. showing my authentic self, even if it's not. Good. That's yep. the most important thing. Yep. Even if it's not good, just putting it out there. Yep. Because the more comfortable I get, the more people get comfortable with sharing that. Yeah. The more they'll share, you know, and, yep. that, and then but you'll you'll see better things, you yeah. know. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I've recorded like four or five different freestyles and been like, I can't post that. Oh, we oh, gotta so, see it. We gotta, so gotta see, much see much it. Come on, that. we yeah, gotta. do, it. Joel. Man, uh, you should uh, have brought it up. Shouldn't Friday, uh, this, uh, Friday, this Friday. There's Freestyle Fridays in a few days.
1: Yeah, I
0: got the. Hold, yeah, yeah, we're holding you accountable. Yeah. Four right. days. On, on right. uh, Whiskey Wednesday, episode two, I think it was Sean Piper talked about poetry and how he he wrote a bunch of poetry mm-hmm. in his journal, but is too afraid to share it. Yeah, and I'm telling you, you bring stuff up like that around me, it's yeah. it's it's going on Instagram. And so the workout, Joel, the workout stuff, the workout, with Will workout already. Stuff, yeah, on our last podcast, last Joel week. talked about for a month straight he wanted to get up at 5 a.m. to work out, and he just kept hitting snooze for a month. And so I called him on. I said, "We got to make this change." Actually, Will reached out to you. I think. Yeah, said, Will jumped in. and yeah. he's working out. He's my workout buddy. So. Yeah. And you've done it how many days in a row now? Five and five a.m. Five, five or six. You days know what's in
2: a row? crazy is you, you. said that that quote. I literally just wrote this down in my notes. I always take notes yeah. throughout yeah. the day, but I was writing down somebody. I asked my client today that I trained. Okay. I asked like, "What's your workout goals for the week?" She's like, "I want to go to this class and this class." That's a cop out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you say I want to instead yeah. of I will, you're already planting the yeah. seed of maybe yeah. I don't. I don't have to because I didn't say I was going to go there. So yeah, I think it's so powerful. It's just the moment you when you have those thoughts of yeah. I want to. Yep. What is stopping you from doing it right now? Yep. Yeah. What yep. is stopping you? Yeah. And it's usually, I mean, it's usually nothing. Yeah. It's usually just you. It's usually just in yourself. your ears, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yep. Absolutely. That's well, good. it's yeah. I'm excited to. I mean, we, we're, right now we're hyping you up, right? You've got you've got all <laughs> yeah. the on Instagram, Instagram right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now. get your mind right because we're, we're shifting gears a little bit here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we've talked about all these cool things you're doing now, right? Mm-hmm. And I think so often, especially on Instagram, social media, people see someone like you, mm-hmm. and you're doing all this positive, all these positive things. You're you're starting movements. People are following along and interacting yeah. with you. And it's so easy to think, oh, these guys got it all together, yeah. right? You know, and I fell victim to that when I went through my own shit back in January, right? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. on the surface, people were DMing me all the time, like, "Bro, it looks like you're crushing it. You're having a great mm-hmm. time. You got all these friends." What What people don't see on Instagram is what goes on, you know, behind the scenes mm-hmm. in your own head a lot of times. So, yeah, if we can take a little breather here because we're we're Usa. right. <laughs> so. Tell us your your story, man. Tell Let's scuba dive on the lowest point of your life, because right now you're you're positive, Zach. Yeah, right. Yeah. Take us back, because I know you haven't always been this way.
2: I would say there's there's two moments uh, that could that come to mind. So I kind of briefly talked about it in the very beginning. You know, I, I had a major problem with with drugs and alcohol. Um, I lived in San Francisco for six years mm-hmm. and somehow was managed a business I ran a business I was a general manager of a, a very successful restaurant I did well in that regard I did well in my presentation to the world
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: so the most positive outgoing guy but behind the scenes I was in pain you know I was struggling
1: yeah.
2: I was alone um, I couldn't muster the courage to ask for help there were so many people that if I would have just said hey can you can you help me out like I'm I'm really struggling they would have stopped everything that they were doing to, to help yeah. build me up um, but it just kept getting worse and worse uh, to the point where <clears throat> I was like I said I was struggling as this GM I felt like everything was going to crumble behind me so I decided to step down hmm. um, Asked my mom if I could move out to Austin. My mom and my brother yep. live out here, so yeah. I decided to. Well, hang on,
0: we, we skipped a whole lot there, and okay, yeah, we can always edit this part out if we get too deep. Whatever, yeah. But so you're you're on the surface, you're you're working as a GM. Everything looks great. Yeah, but yeah. Behind the scenes, you mentioned there's a disconnect there, like something was going on behind the scenes.
2: Oh, okay. can we dive into the? Yeah, can we absolutely. All right, let's let's hear um, it. I mean, you. I think generally humans just want to feel good you know mm-hmm. and I had not developed the emotional tools to deal with life so I medicated with drugs and alcohol
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, every day I would work out so that I would appear strong to the world mm-hmm. yeah you played college ball too didn't you? I played college football yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I had some good habits ingrained but mm-hmm. the the intent behind working out was not to feel it was to appear well to the yeah. world so it was a facade it was to, it was to protect mm-hmm. from what was going on inside and I was just so alone and so scared um, I felt so lost um, my life felt like the Truman Show because it was the same loop every single day work out and oftentimes I wouldn't even work out I would barely leave the house go to work I worked very long hours as a, yep. as a general manager of a restaurant I would get off work uh, buy alcohol buy drugs fry my brain wake up and do the same thing Mm -hmm. wake up and do the same thing every single day and it just it got so repetitive to the point where I was apathetic I was apathetic about apathy like I couldn't I, I didn't care that I didn't care and I also but I wanted to stop I wanted to stop but I felt it almost felt like I was in an uber Going somewhere and telling the driver where I wanted to go, but he was just taking me somewhere else, and I couldn't get out.
0: Yeah. Damn.
2: So, um, yeah, it was it was painful. It was painful. I was alone. I didn't date very much. I would have like very fleeting relationships because I didn't want to expose myself because I was mm-hmm. so ashamed and I was living in so much shame. Um, the. So I guess when I decided to leave San, San Francisco and move to Austin. Mm-hmm. I decided to halfway tell my truth I was gonna guard yeah. mm-hmm. the drugs and the alcohol and that problem and and still maintain the facade I told mm-hmm. them, I told my family and friends I was kind of depressed nobody knew that I was that what I was doing behind the scenes nobody so is just you in privacy you're doing that nobody stuff? knew oh, I had roommates oh. like I've told them since and they're like what the hell you were doing that yeah they had no idea it was just like this huge secret wow. life it was living two lives which is so stressful It's, I mean, I think it's so ironic that you run towards these things that give you this temporary relief, but just are just compounding the pain even more and even more. So I moved to Austin and like I said, I really sugarcoated the story. I was, Mm -hmm. I was depressed. I was drinking a little bit. Um, when I came out to Austin, I stopped drinking for a little bit and was like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. But still still hiding yeah. my secrets. Yep. You know, still hiding my secrets. So they're just eating away at you? Just eating away at me. Yeah. Um, actually no, I I think I've I'm, I'm good at compartmentalizing, but it's okay. still there. Okay. It's still yep. there. Yep. You know, it's like the yeah. put the put the fire in this closed room, but eventually the door will burn yeah. down and start spreading. Yeah. Uh and so I got the job back again. I got the girl. I got the car. If, you, if those of you watching the video or if you follow my Instagram, this dude's
0: a stud. Like it's, physically fit. You know, he's got the smile, got uh, the smiling horror. eyes, the cool hair. Like <laughs> it. It. It speaks to how guys can just put on this facade of it's all good, man. It's so all good. Just you know? so I'm
2: a, a very extreme version of that. You know, I think everybody has their public persona, yeah. which is different from their private persona. But when when you start to split those two and they start to get mm-hmm. further and further apart, and then there's two sides of you, it's fucking yeah. stressful. Yeah, it is pain. It's a very painful way of living. Um, I don't recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't recommend doing that. Uh, but yeah, I started getting all the things about the material things, mm-hmm. the things that I thought that were going to bring me peace.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: and then I tore my ACL, blew out my knee, tore my ACL, my meniscus. And, um, again, I don't know how to, I didn't have the tools to handle life. So the drinking started to become a crutch. Um, and slowly, slowly, but surely got my first DWI mm-hmm. I actually was in a, a pretty bad accident. I got hit by another drunk driver, which is, Jeez. you'll see, I actually use that as justification to start drinking again, I got hit by another drunk driver, flipped the truck I don't remember this. I woke up in a jail cell with, you know, bruises from yeah. my seatbelt. Thankfully, that I was wearing. Yeah. Uh, so that wasn't the end of that. Wasn't the yeah. end of it. You How know. How old were you at that at that point? Uh,
0: Twenty-eight. Okay. 28. So you're old enough to know that, you know, probably should have your shit together. It's this stuff doesn't. I don't think there's any. We've talked about this before. Yeah. There's no age limit for the for the
2: you versus you that goes on in our heads, right? No. Well, I mean, it's lifelong. Yeah. It's right. Definitely yeah. lifelong. Yeah. Uh, for me I think it's just there's there's a level of stubbornness that I've had to release and, and yeah. try to be more humble I have to actively put I have to actively be humble yeah. I have to put my mind into it because I can't do this alone I mm-hmm. can't do it by myself um, I'm not special I remember so after that that first round of sobriety I got yeah. sober for about 6 months um, I i remember talking with my mom about anthony bourdain and how Mm -hmm. he had he had battled a heroin addiction and he'd come come across and you know was famous now i was i was basing like my life goals on on an outlier to the situation yeah and uh i mean it's just unrealistic you know it's it's crazy the things that your mind will do i have a a huge you can call it a body of research that i just don't do well with drugs and alcohol you know like my brain is not wired i've been arrested a bunch of times i'm the nicest guy in the world but like you give me you know a little little vodka (laughs) you know (laughs) a little whiskey wednesday a little little too many whiskey wednesdays and like some weird things will happen some very weird things will happen um but yeah i think that was so what happened again was the same cycle and it's me trying to do things on my own um i i saw i got my real estate license Mm -hmm. Um, I would say and can' can we before we get back
0: to the bounce yeah, back, yeah. Can you take us to that, that moment where you wake up in a jail cell? Like what's that feel
2: like? Uh, it's confusing. It's very confusing. Um I mean I knew that's I knew that I had really fucked up. I knew that I had really messed up yeah. and that I needed to make some change. And I'll be honest, like at that moment, like I really didn't I didn't feel like I was going to drink again or do anything like that again. I really, truly believed at that moment that, like, all right, this is the time where it's going to change. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I I mean, I think when we touch on this is just how... It's so crazy, the tricks that our mind will play on us and the justifications, you know? Uh, So it didn't take long for me to get back into my old ways, you know? And I think one of the biggest things in that first round of sobriety was that I paid no attention to my emotional tool set. How, how am I going to handle mm-hmm. life? There was no seeking personal growth. I just stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. That's all I did. And I, I would still focus on my solution. Zach, Zach, Zach. Like, I can figure this out. Instead of relying yeah. upon others to give me direction. Because yeah. I needed help. You know, it's like... If you don't know how to do sound engineering, are you just going to figure it out or are you asked for sound engineering? You know? Mm-hmm. That's why you're, that's, you know, <laughs> yep. You're, yep. you're crushing it here. Yeah, exactly. It's like Grant could spend hours and hours <laughs> trying to figure this out, banging his head yeah. on the table right. or trying to set up this podcast. But right. it's like, you're like, dude, I got you. Yeah.
0: Right. You know, and That's why, a big reason why my last business failed because I tried to do so much on my own. Yeah. This time around, I was like, fuck that. I'm going to yes. outsource it to people who have a passion and have a real gift for this stuff. And mm-hmm. I know that, you know, you would agree that we talked earlier about, you know, just reach out ask for help and, and that's kind of my the second of three questions here for you is you've gone through several tough times you've already shared a lot of these kind of low points for you what are some i guess what, what was a trigger for you to know okay this has got to stop i got to make a change mm-hmm. and then what are some actionable steps when you're in that moment to be like okay i can't just talk about changing
2: yeah
0: here's a couple things that I, I know can help get me out of this just to kind of help the audience out yeah if they're going through a hard time
2: uh well it was my second dwi it was being physically imprisoned again was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm so done. So it's it's unfortunate. You know, I've, I, I talk with a lot of people that are making change, and, like, I want to figure out a solution to this where you don't have to go through as much pain as I went through. Because I don't want to see anybody go no, through that much pain. Bad. But pain was the biggest motivator for me. It was being physically imprisoned, um... That just made me realize, like, I have to throw away my entire book. My book is not working.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and be was humble. It, yeah. It's a blow to the ego. A Throwing huge out blow to the ego. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that I didn't, I didn't know what ego was. I had an incorrect definition of ego. My, my definition of ego at the time was um, just like a confident, like, just like swag. I didn't mm-hmm. understand that it's literally just the voice in your head and it's it's way it's everything yeah. I and mean, everyone yeah. i literally that, thought that, that, that i had selfish
1: voice in your yeah head. i so thought about me i'm a nice guy yeah. i have no
2: ego it's mm-hmm. like yeah. no you have huge you have yeah, a yeah. huge oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. ego so i think that was just laying down and submitting and uh being humbled that was that was what helped me um did you before you keep going was there any point of in that
1: transition to that moment um i mean some people hit those moments and it's just like an overwhelming wave of shame. Was there any shame at all? Or was it really just like a just a straight up wake up call? Do you struggle with that of like your past actions, like feeling guilty or shameful for, since that was a, a hidden part of your life that, bringing that into light and like, are you have you struggled and worried about the way that impacts the way you're perceived at all and like cause yeah. it takes a lot of confidence to bring that into the light, especially if it's been something you've had for held yeah. for so long. Twenty eight years or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I would say I can I can describe it in two chapters. The first time that I got sober, I was still holding on to a lot of that shame. And holding on to that shame is is like holding on to a hot coal. You yeah. know? <laughs> if you can't accept your past, I don't think you can move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to really just like, cheers to that. <laughs> cheers, cheers, <laughs> cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers, a big swing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I hadn't accepted it. So there was still this part of me yeah. that wanted to play that facade, you know, instead of, and I, I realized that, that, that behavior started in my childhood. It wasn't something, it was something that I learned from my father. Mm-hmm. Um, just, as a way of handling life, you know, if I act a certain way, then I can elicit a certain reaction out of people. So I'll be really positive, happy, go lucky. Mm-hmm. And uh it doesn't work, you know? Like yeah. being yourself, it's it's painful to be an yeah. actor yep. in life. Yep. You yeah. know, so being yourself is where the peace is found. That's that's what I started to realize, you know. So the second time I got sober was just like being real, just accepting it. Yep. Just sharing it with the world, yep. you know. So absolutely, man. So what are some actual specific
0: action steps? I know you said you shared it with the world, but when you're going through that, if anybody's going through it and they're just like, man, like I've got this thing in my life that's been bugging me for so long and I'm tired of. I mean, we've all. Got, I can think of specifically one or two things in my life that I'm tired of carrying around. Yeah. What's like one or two specific things you recommend
2: to just have a moment of courage to move through? Find this? someone. It yeah. doesn't even have to be a close friend, but find a human and tell them tell them everything be 100 percent transparent Mm -hmm. find someone you can confide confide in and do that you know i think uh it like i say in hindsight there were so many people that were there for me and i think that people don't realize how many people are there for you and you touched you touched on in your email and i wrote about it yesterday was that like when we don't reach out to people that we love, mm-hmm. when we're in pain, we're denying them an opportunity to help. Mm-hmm. And like, what feels better than showing up for a friend? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who does it? that's? I think that's the quintessential part of being human. It's like yeah. there is there is an altruistic, you know, fiber in everybody. I truly yeah. believe yeah. that. Right. Yeah. And what what he's talking
0: about for those of you who aren't on the list, we've got a guy talk weekly email that goes out, and this week is all about nah, bigger, and basically asking for what you want in life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the line you're referring to is, is basically how good does it feel to help somebody else mm-hmm. out, right? Yeah. And so, so think about it, flip that around and, and put yourself in the shoes of the person who's struggling, because we mm-hmm. all struggle, right? By not reaching out and saying, hey, I'm struggling with something, whether it's because you have the shame or you have the male ego or you think they won't love you or accept you. Like I did when I had my suicidal thoughts back in January. I I was so ashamed to share that Mm -hmm. because I thought that I would lose a lot of people in my life because of that. Um, And then like you just shared and and I've shared before, getting that weight off your chest and sharing it with somebody else, it actually makes other people feel good like – Oh great. I can actually like step in and try to add value into your life, important to your life. It just makes other people feel good. Exactly. So, I don't know, I don't think I will ever be shameful of asking someone for help because yeah. I know how much it how much other
2: people actually get out of that. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. agree with that? Oh, 100%. Like I I love when people call me and it's it's weird cuz people always feel bad They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry for taking your time." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, like let's yeah. let's grab coffee. Let's right. talk about this, you know? Yeah. Like I'm there for you." Yeah. Like that's that's my purpose. That's like my life purpose and yeah. it was born out of pain, you know. I love that. Um, so yeah, I think reaching out to somebody and just f- the follow up, the follow up, taking action and being patient. Yeah. yeah. Doing the work. Doing the work. You have to if you want things to be different, you have to do things differently.
0: Yeah. If you don't
2: if you don't take action, nothing will change. Right. When I was in the, the depths of what I was going through, I wanted to change
0: mm-hmm.
2: every day. Every Monday I was going to stop and change yep. but nothing happened because there was no action yeah you know i think it's i think it's great to desire to change but if you take no action you're not consistent with it it's not it's not going to happen
0: yeah you know? Love it. day one or one day that's I'm right thinking. yeah that's right Love i that. just wrote down the one and two number one is reach out and just tell someone number two is you got to do, <laughs> yeah. do the work do
1: the work you got to
2: do the work yeah you have to do the work yep. you know yep. and it doesn't stop yep it doesn't stop you know because the moment i think I have to remind myself, like to stay home. this is this is so weird being on a camera yeah. in front of everyone because i I literally feel like i'm a, I am a regular guy. and yeah. people say that they're inspired at times, and i I don't think that on the grand scheme, what I've done is that special. I think everyone has the capability of of making that change, yeah, you know, and that's 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 why I'm here, yeah, well we're
0: glad you're here and and I want to kind of take this full circle here and as we wrap up, and kind of the last question here for you is, Really, tell us about what's next, man. What does your nah, bigger life look like? And I think one piece I definitely want to make sure you tie in here is uh, you had a birthday recently. And you had a very, what we'll we'll call it, interesting way of celebrating your 33rd birthday. So (laughs) um, that was one of the, when I saw what you did on your birthday, your 33rd birthday, I was like, I wanted him on the podcast in the first place, but after yeah. this, he he is absolutely our not a bigger guy. So tell us about that, and then what else in your life is is next for you?
2: Okay, so 33rd birthday. Um, I'll preface this that I I've been re- I read the book uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, which I highly recommend yeah. to anyone mm. looking to take action or put a pers- put perspective to your struggles. Cool. Um, so I wanted to challenge myself on my 33rd birthday to do something uh, that I didn't think I could do. So I, I came up with the idea of running 33 miles. <laughs> Say <that> again. <laughs> 33 it again. 33 miles. You know, people to I am not a runner <laughs> in, uh, one day. in one day. And are you a marathon runner? No, I'm not a marathon runner. I don't like running. What's the longest
1: distance you've done in one day at
2: this
0: point? Five miles was the furthest I've gone. <laughs> I don't like running. I, I don't running. like running. It's hate, so uncomfortable. It hurts. Um, But what, I mean, what in your mind, th- and you probably get to this, but like, You've run five miles before in your life, Max. You're like, oh, my birthday's coming up. I just read a cool, inspiring book. It makes sense. I could do 30, like physically, I would, I would, in my mind, I would think that's just not
2: physically possible. Yeah. Uh, well, I think for so long I've had those limiting beliefs about yeah. myself, you mm-hmm. know, and a lot of them are acting in a subconscious manner, you know, that dictate my behavior where I avoid certain things because I don't believe that I'm good enough or I don't believe that I'll be successful, so I'll avoid this or I won't try this. So I wanted to, a physical challenge is within my realm. Um, So I wanted to try something that I never in a million years thought I could do or even desired to do that would be so uncomfortable. Um, But like, I didn't tell too many people leading up to it because um, the few people that we we're, were telling they're like dude you're you're crazy like yeah. why would you do that yeah. you're gonna hurt yourself right and uh i was just like i don't i don't have time for those thoughts I don't yeah. have mm-hmm. time for those thoughts <laughs> like this is this Love is this. a journey <laughs> this is a journey to prove something to myself and to start my 33rd year off with with a bang you know because yeah. it's I, I even to this day like i still ask the question like if i can run 33 miles like i can do this Yeah you
0: yeah. know. Yep. So and when the the guy talk weekly email we close it with a quote from you some that I picked up from you. Yeah. Um I don't know where you got it, but it's the old what's your what's your go to and a lot of us say uh you know, what rather than thinking what's the worst that can happen?
2: What's the best thing that can happen? What's the best thing that yeah. can happen? Amen. I don't know. Yeah. I just I hear people talking about the worst case scenario and I mean I obviously I'm I'm a perpetual optimist. I know yeah, that mm-hmm. I do need some balance in reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still think that's a good question to happen because when, when you're asking what's the worst that's that could happen, that's going to hinder your ability to take that action and move forward. If that the day of that run, I was thinking, oh man, like I have a surgically repaired knee, I don't think my body can handle this, yeah. or anything, anything negative. Instead of mm-hmm. like, you know what, I think I can get through this. I think it might suck, and it did. Um, <laughs> if I'm thinking anything other than that, then. I won't be successful. I won't move forward, you know. So, I don't know. That was that was kind of why I wanted to do it. It was a personal challenge, and uh, I think it's going to pay dividends down the line. Oh, and I actually sure. like. I think I like running.
1: Man, kind of, kind of enjoyed. Now normal,
2: that. Long, even
1: normal long distance now is nothing. You're like, well, this is not nothing compared to thirty-three miles. Yeah, the
0: yeah.
2: bar, the bar is raised It's really yeah. high. The bar is so, raised. So,
0: for the listeners here who who maybe haven't read your Medium article yet, which you definitely should check out. Yeah, how do you find sure. out a Medium?
2: I uh, I ran, just Google, I ran 33 miles on my 33rd birthday. There we day. go. Yeah, I'm sure there's not many people <laughs> who can say that, so <laughs> yeah.
0: Google that, but for those of you who just want to listen in on, on briefly how
2: you did that, like, logistically, how did you do this, and when did you hit brick walls? So, I decided to do it at a track, because I had done a little bit of research the days prior, and I knew that I needed to fuel myself, so I got a bunch of those uh, gel packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, so, say again. You, you did a little bit of research a few days prior. I did a little bit of research a few days
0: prior. <laughs> yeah. Versus the marathon runners on this listening, you're going to be pissed off. I literally like
2: Googled <laughs> run marathon with no training. Oh. And that helped me because yeah. a few people had done it. I was like, okay, yeah. they've yeah. done it. I can do this myself. Yeah. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's hope. Uh, so I bought a bunch of gels and whatnot, uh, electrolyte powders and whatnot, a whole bunch of water bottles. Uh Originally, I was gonna do the 10.1 mile loop around Town Lake, but I, I didn't want to carry a backpack. Oh yeah. So I decided to do the mind-numbingly route of running 132 laps around a 400 meter track, oh, but I had all my water and everything on the side of the track so that I could keep myself fueled. Yeah. So, the first 10 miles, I was like feel I was feeling mm-hmm. myself. I was yeah. like, this is. This is better than I thought. Yeah. Uh, and then I think right around mile 17 is when I started having my first cramps. Yeah. And, and, uh, and is there
0: any correlation to, like, like I don't know if you've, if you said five miles was the most you ever run before in your life? Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, you're three times farther than you've ever gone before. Like, at what point does that mental creep start to come in of like three times is enough? You know, like
2: you, you can rationalize it at some point, right? Yeah. I would say once I've reached, I think I, I, I had the realization I was recording, I was doing like a video diary yeah. throughout it. Yeah. And uh, I think right around like 15 miles, I was like, oh shit, this is the farthest I've ever ran in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. So I said to myself, I was like, every step that I take forward is a victory, you know. And the further that I got, I had to, I couldn't think about the entire picture. I yeah. could not think about running 40 more laps. It was just like one, it was like one line. I look at the line in front of me, I'd be like, all right, Zach, let's get to that line. Man, I started talking to myself (laughs) on the track. Um, I went through a realm of emotions. I went through the depths of you know being at the lowest point of my life and just remembering if I can get through that, I can get through this. Uh, Thinking about the hardest football practices that I've ever been through. Mm -hmm. Just trying to like fuel myself because it's a mental game, you know. At that point, because especially you know from mile twenty to thirty-three, yeah, every step my mind is like saying all these things oh your arch hurts your knee hurts like you can stop uh but yeah i was just realizing there were times where i, I would even laugh and be like oh that's that's good job thoughts yep, like yeah. i see what you're trying to do exactly. i see yeah. what you're trying you run to do farther, you know people yeah. will still be impressed if you only yeah. did 17 i see you what know? you're trying to i see yep. the games that you're trying to play mm-hmm. um but yeah what a what a learning experience and i yeah. think like it's it's given me that clarity you know that our mind is can be our biggest ally but sometimes it can be our biggest enemy you know when yeah. it's when it's trying to help you lean towards the easier route you yeah, know yeah. and it's it's crazy it was just crazy the things that my mind was coming up with as I'm on this run uh but yeah i got di- i got to the last lap and i was like i was so fired up i was like mm-hmm. ah, i'm, like, I'm going to put all the juice into this lap yeah. i went like five steps and my legs like Fell in like wet noodles. (laughs) I've never felt the cramps that I felt, and I had to just like hobble to the finish line. Um, But yeah, that was was how to feel crossing that line, man. It felt incredible, but I was I was definitely in pain. I was definitely in pain. Um, I don't think you can drink enough water. I drink like liters, tons of water. Uh, But yeah, man, I just feel like that physical challenge is going to translate to me believing in myself in my life yeah. oh yeah and okay. uh, i wouldn't regret it and i i probably will be running a further distance at some point in my life I, actually know. i let's i will be running there we go this. here we go i will there we go i got to i'm writing it down <laughs> i will be writing running a further distance at a later date for sure all right great good for you so what
0: uh so that's you know that cat that started your year 33 of life mm-hmm you've done that you've recognized now you can get, you can push through the mental stories and and even the physical boundaries too yeah. that you thought yeah. you know we all think we have in our lives right mm-hmm. which to some degree some of those are legitimate but in your case, you knew mind never matter a lot of times
2: yeah
0: that's age 33 what does the rest of this year look like what does 5 years what is what is what is Zach not nah, bigger life look like moving forward
2: uh the not bigger life is just continuing my impact helping people you know uh, I've been saying for a long time, I want to get my yoga teacher certification. I'm doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just signed up for that, you know, cause it was, yeah. it was one of those things like I want to do, I want to do this. When is the time going to be right? So yeah. I'm doing that. Um, it's a, it's a really cool program because it's, it's run by the Amala foundation. It's a community yoga teacher certification. Um, my plan is to bring mindfulness to places like jails. Um, yeah. Very important to me. That was I had to serve time. um, I had to serve eight days in jail for my second DWI. Sober, I was eleven. I I checked into jail eleven months sober on that day, and one of the saddest things for me was just, uh, yeah, a lack of beliefs, or believing in in the wrong thing. You know, Mm -hmm. people just glorifying this lifestyle and not having bigger dreams, you know, so I, I really want to give back to, to that community. Um, that is, that is definitely going to happen. Yeah. Um, as far as that, you know, like I'll be honest, I don't know exactly the steps forward, mm-hmm. but with the intention that I've had life has presented me with the next opportunity. Yeah. You know, so I know that my purpose is to, to help people, and you know be a part of things like this you know i think it's so awesome that you guys are doing this because this is an opportunity for our generation to change the way that men interact Mm -hmm. it's okay to to cry and have feelings um and to talk about them yeah Mm -hmm. so you know that's that's really just my focus man five years from now um Another thing I've I've pondered. I'm not gonna say I will. Yep. But it's a, it, it, is it is a big ponder. Yep. Uh, I my undergrad degree is in psychology, and I, I I truly am pondering getting my master's so I can become a therapist. Yeah. Very um, cool, man. Because I yeah, like I said, I I do personal training. That's the the first uh, step on the rung in terms of helping people. But I want to take it to the next level, and I'm gonna continue leveling up.
0: Yeah. Man, I, I love hearing you. Talk about how your your not bigger life is like intention driven. It's based on an intent yeah. versus specific five ten year goals. I want to have this much money. I want to have this I kind don't of job, give a right? Shit about money. Right.
2: That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. how cool is that? Well, it's, I just yeah. I just know that that's not the key to mm-hmm. to happiness no. or to helping the world. I mean, maybe if I'm Bill Gates and I'm a billionaire, I can give back. But that's. Mm. I don't think that that's. That's not my purpose. That's yep. not what I'm driving. I'm not driving after to be a therapist so I can have Dr. MD M.D. next to my name if I took that route. Um, I know that's not going to bring me happiness. I know a car is not going to bring me happiness. Even I know finding a, a suitable partner is not necessarily going to bring me happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has to come from within.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I also don't think that happiness is the only thing you know I, I we got to deal with the negative things and we got to talk about them yes. mm-hmm. we got to sit down and talk yep. about them you know yep absolutely man yeah I mean I, I love what you talked about I'm, I mean we, we
1: actually haven't gone that long this is pretty quick for what we've done uh the past few episodes here but you come back to this conquering your mind um and I love there's like Tony Robbins is someone who says like your brain is your most powerful tool and you, mm-hmm. in, in your brain in your body mm-hmm. and it's a tool that you can train and control Mm -hmm. and use to your advantage. You're not, you don't have to be a victim to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've touched on that kind of thought throughout this entire story. What did you, what have you done? Is there is there any daily habits that you've got that keeps you kind of like every day to reset the brain to like because you wake up tired or sore or mm-hmm. grumpy or whatever? Like no, like it's a new day. Like what do you do? Is it is it prayer? Is it meditation? Is it mm-hmm. a diet thing? Is it a fitness thing? It, like is there anything that you do, super like super habitually to keep that ego in check and the, the dog or whatever you want to refer to it yeah. in yeah. check? and I'm taking notes
0: here, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm pressure, but I need this.
2: Um, I'll be honest that I think that. Those habitual things go in waves, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But yeah, meditation is a huge part. Um, Writing is huge. Um, Talking about it when I'm transparent and I'm talking to other people and they're able to balance their perspective because my mind can sometimes be, you know, nearsighted. It can only see what's in front of it. And it's like sometimes I need somebody else to be able to give me a better perspective. So using the help of others. Um and then yeah I think the the flipping ironically has been very helpful yeah. because I do it every single day I have to prime my body for movement every single day so that's a moment for me to kind of check in with myself and see where I'm at yeah um, yeah I think it's it's just these small little things on a daily basis yeah. that have helped so much um, reading reading a lot taking mm. in a, a lot of information Um, when I was in rehab, I read like seven books. Um, I had, I had this fire. It's weird. I was, I was talking with my buddy today. How can I harness that fervor and Mm -hmm. that fire that I had when I was in so much pain and apply it to my life today? Yeah. You know, and that's, I don't have the direct answer to that. You know, I think there's so many different ways to make change. And like, I, I think it's good to talk about this because not every Maybe the tools that work for me might not work for whoever's listening right now. But maybe your tool, yeah. maybe part of your toolbox, yeah. they could take some of Joel's toolbox. You know, take a you know Allen wrench from my toolbox, mm, yeah. f- figure it out. Yeah, yeah, that's you something
1: know? like I I really relate to you and like have been trying to figure out like how to hack that is is that there's so much motivation in the discomfort, in the pain, or the frustration, or you're not where you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I never. Worked harder, had more energy, was more motivated when I was like broke working at the mall and like what I Mm -hmm. my college dreams didn't go well and like the drive that was there and and now now I'm comfortable. I got Mm -hmm. a corporate gig, like I've got some couple good side hustle, I got good friends, like I've got a fiance, like I'm comfortable Mm -hmm. and it's just like it just kills this. It's just like oh no, I can wait till tomorrow. Like like, trying to figure out how to build that is it habits, the inspiration, like that kind of stuff is because once you get comfortable and and you've gotten out of that hard time it's like Mm -hmm. oh this is we're safe we're good now i can i can breathe i can sit back and then you're like man but like i want to keep going and keep growing Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff is like Mm -hmm. how do you i don't have the answer either like how do you keep manufacturing that kind of motivation and urgency or passion or drive whatever word you want to use to describe it but yeah
2: I mean, I, th- I think it boils down to awareness, too. Yeah. And I think that's the point of almost all of these tools, meditation, writing, talking to other people, is cultivating awareness of, around your inner workings. Yeah. You know? If you're just having this inner dialogue all, by yourself all the time, it's probably not going to be that fruitful. <laughs> yep. You know? So there needs to be some awareness of what is going on. And I think that's yeah. like any self-help, you know book strategy it all boils down to that how yeah. can you cultivate awareness over what's going on so you mm-hmm. don't become enslaved by what's going yeah. on in your mind cuz yeah. we've been there yeah yeah for sure it's a prison yeah your mind can be a prison you know thoughts become irrational and mm-hmm. it spirals and
0: yeah it's, yeah, I mean, I think it's a bad a, place to be a great actionable step towards that if you guys are
1: figuring like anyone listening is trying to figure that out is just the the easiest and like not crazy like meditation for an hour and analyze your entire thoughts in your life is every time you react to something, especially like mm-hmm. first negatively, give yourself time. It doesn't if if you can in that moment if you have that self awareness and control mm-hmm. to do that. But step back and figure out why why you react that way. Like why did you why did that trigger you? If mm-hmm. it's not something that it normally does. Like this is something like my fiance and I through premarital counseling is mm-hmm. like like we've been challenged by our counselors is like okay why do, why does that why does that pull that reaction out of mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. why like that's not her intention yeah. like what in your life in a previous relationship childhood whatever yeah. pulled that and dig that down because well, the more you do that and the more you analyze the way you react and the reasons and the why's you can anticipate that reaction and be mm-hmm, like all right mm-hmm. Chill. i've been here before i've been yep. here before yep. take a breath you're fine yeah. like yep that's probably not their intention like yeah. figure like ask more better questions, that kind of stuff, Like that's a great place to start. And I love that you mentioned that too. Like, yeah.
2: No, that's... I mean, I think that's so true. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you react to something, yeah. it's yeah. usually you, Yeah. Yes. not them. I saw that today on
0: Instagram. I, I saw a friend of mine posted something about how the people who have done the healing work in their own mm-hmm. lives aren't triggered by other people's actions at all. Like the, it's a, it's the unhealed people that, that react and, mm-hmm. and are triggered by things like that and, and blame you, slash out. Yeah. I've done some of that, like especially... With my girlfriend, you know, we're we're new in a relationship. Certain things trigger me, and I, my gut reaction, male ego, whatever it is. I'm used to being single, so I like kind of would would take it out on her. Mm-hmm. And you know, God bless her, man. She's like she's stuck with me and helped kind of coach me up and make help me realize that, wow, these actually, it's really nothing she's doing wrong. It's yeah. just it's these these deep rooted insecurities or wounds that I have mm-hmm. from past relationships or or expectations that aren't really reality, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just recognizing that I need to do the healing work. And that's a that's a big blow to my ego, you know, that's because awesome
2: you guys are having the conversation. Oh, it's freaking yes. cool. especially amazing. In, yeah. in a newer relationship. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. powerful.
0: It is. And that's we, we talk all the time that like this shit is not easy. You know, mm-hmm. shoot, we're both very like like headstrong people, so we butt heads sometimes. But it is it's amazing in the sense that we can just okay, take a deep breath, step back, and mm-hmm. recognize that we both have wounds from things that have happened mm-hmm. in our life and that's why we're getting triggered and let's just talk it out. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I think it's a big part of it is because of the Guy Talk Company. Joel and I are always telling each other and Will as well, part of the team, that one of our big pillars is integrity. And mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about this stuff on the podcast or in our email, you know, weekly emails, we've got to live it out and I'm living that out every damn day in my relationship and and it's beautiful it's amazing and you guys are living it out in your own ways as well yeah. Yeah. um and so that's why I'm just I'm so grateful that we all kind of have the same mindset I hope that it triggered something for for a listener here today yeah. um any closing closing thoughts give us a quick little rundown closing thoughts anybody who's struggled or is currently struggling with mm-hmm. something in their life that they're ready yeah. to move on from mm-hmm. how do they put in the work how do they how do they you already said it earlier, reach out, tell somebody, do the work. How do they actually take those steps so they can live their not bigger life?
2: I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah. we've, we've talked about it before. I, I still think that the key is action is just taking the next step, just taking that first step forward and telling somebody, you know, and it can be so hard, Yeah. but like, listen to people like, We're telling you from experience, you know, and I'm, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I'm very well, I'm very well experienced in being in pain Mm -hmm. and in darkness and changing.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I think all of us still struggle in our own ways. I think everybody struggles in their own ways and I'll be completely forthright about that. But I think it's to make that, that big change, um, accepting your past, not dwelling upon that. You Mm -hmm. can't do anything about that. Uh, not worrying about the future, you know, oh, I want to have this job, I want to have this much money, mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know, worrying about one step in front of you because that's the only thing that you have control over. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that you have control over is directly what's in front of you. Like when I was running the, the 33 miles, the only thing I had control over was taking one step mm-hmm. in front of me. So I think that's, that's, the, that's the formula. That's what I would say is just... Or that is a formula. Yeah. Um, it's just taking one step, man. Oh, it's
1: it's that, yeah. It's the hardest part is the action. You yeah. can think about it. You can plan it. You can mm-hmm. strategize. You can read every book. But nothing has impact like that first step. And mm-hmm. then just take another one. You might take two steps back, but just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And giving yourself some grace as you figure this out and what works and that kind of stuff. Like, this isn't... a a a whipping post for you to just like completely hate yourself in the process of trying to be better it's it's have some grace of like no one's got it figured out Mm -hmm. some days are hard but focus on today just Mm -hmm. think about today be the best you today Mm -hmm. and take a step towards one little step if it's reading the right thing or journaling or changing your diet or not doing this like whatever it is that the the one thing about today Mm -hmm. Not, not a year now i struggle with that i like to dream I love the future. I love to live in my head of the clouds and mm-hmm. like, oh, what could be? Yeah. This is great. It's a <laughs> so wow. Nah, bigger, bigger, bigger. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, if that's gonna happen, I really should probably focus on these things right mm-hmm. now and do this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, no one's mm-hmm.
0: gonna figure it out, y'all.
1: And it's it's hard. It's hard, and it takes one step. Just take yep. one step. Yeah. It Takes one step,
0: and it takes a tribe, which yeah. is, is why we are here. As the guy talk tribe. And that's hopefully why you're listening is because you want to feel part of a tribe. And and Mm -hmm. we're so glad you're here. So, Zach, as we close out here, how can people find you? And tell us
2: about the upcoming event on July 19th here in Austin, Texas. July 19th. Okay, you can find me. uh, My Instagram handle is Aquarius. How Um, how do you spell that? Z-A-C, Aquarius. Q-U-A-R-I-U-S. Upcoming event, uh, there's this awesome... Place called Sands Bar. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Basically, that's S A N S, no no D in there. Sands Bar. Yeah,
2: Sands Bar. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's a bar where alcohol is not the focus, alcohol is not served there. Um, Each Friday, I want to say most Fridays, Mm -hmm. uh, people will share their stories of change or inspiration, uh, how they're bringing goodness to the world. Um, as well as their stories. Um, and it's really powerful. But me and Grant, yeah, we boy. found out we're, we're going to be uh, sharing our stories. Yep. Uh, a little nervous about that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a longer <laughs> yeah. presentation. Yep. When we got
0: the email, it said, prepare for or the DM that said, prepare for 25 to 30 minutes. TED talk in front of the audience. I was like, oh damn, <laughs> like minutes,
2: 30 to minutes. TED talk. So <laughs> yeah. I gotta really bring. The, I'm gonna right. really bring the right. juice. You know right. I might right. have some red. I don't want to follow you. So this <laughs> is so first. I don't want to follow you, man. <laughs> you you know, got dance. the whole Let's guy talk together. thing. Can we together. do that. We, we should, like, really should back? bounce back and forth. Yeah. 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 What if we did a live podcast? Because I'm comfortable oh, right now. But I think we gotta do it because it is
0: uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll do it. We will do it. Yep. Yeah. So that's July 19th. It's a Friday night. At Sands Bar here in ATX, Austin, Texas. East
2: Side at 12th and Chicone. Nice, I love mm-hmm. it.
0: So get a hold of us, DM one of us if if you want to make it, or just look up Sands Bar online. We'd love to have you there. We'd love the support and love yeah. to meet you guys and hear your story. Yeah. Um, so Joel, why don't you wrap us up here?
1: Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening again. Uh, love what you guys have done and blown this out of the water we're just getting started uh, I will never stop saying thank you um, yeah, thank you for the shares it's the amazing, shares guys. the performance of this with like we said in the past couple podcasts. there's no money behind this yet there's no okay. money this is all y'all uh, which is blowing my mind um, and you guys can find us as always you guys at Instagram please get involved follow along get interacted with us um, at guytalk.co also on our website and on our website you can sign up for our weekly newsletter goes out on Sunday nights to help you fight those Sunday scaries uh, a little dose of inspirations where we rele- reveal these weekly themes that we talk about on Mindset Mondays and Whiskey Wednesdays um yeah stay tuned for more there's a lot more stuff coming we're running and hustling and growing the team and we're trying to be the best resource for you guys and deliver the best content we can for you guys to live a better life of integrity and purpose and strength so thanks again y'all um and we'll see you next week cheers cheers
2: thank you guys thank you zach